This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work. I do. Store to sell your product. I do. What's your product? Oh, my product uh, this week, my product is (laughs) I'm getting into the artisan furniture business. I have built a credenza, just one. And I would like you guys to know that he is absolutely <laughs> making this up. What? There's no credenza in here. It's a subtle credenza. It's, it's very small. Do you have a dollhouse that you've built this for? Yes, but if you go to subtlecredenza.com, my Squarespace <laughs> site, you can see all every credenza that I've ever made because that site doesn't exist and I've never made a credenza, but... But Squarespace gave you everything you needed to, at least in your mind, Uh make this website, (laughs) subtlecredenza.com, including a free domain. And I completely squandered uh, all of Squarespace's gifts, but you won't. You will make a beautiful website. It'll take you no time at all. And you'll get 10% off your first purchase by going to squarespace.com and using the offer code SPILLED at checkout. I'm like the kid whose house you go to that always has the best stuff, right? And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about brown rice, and I don't think anyone's ever been sounded more excited to talk about brown rice. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, let's just launch right down the old memory lane. Well, first we should uh, we should mention that we have a live oh, show do. coming right. up. Yeah, it's in Portland. Hey, Portland, Oregon, we're coming for you. Um, yeah, we're we're coming for your your food trucks. And your... Can we go to Nong's Cowman Guy? Yeah, stuff's good. Oh, I've never been there. Oh, it's good. Uh, you can put you you put a lot of sauce on it because it's it's like it's mild, but then you yeah, perk it up with the, put yeah. the sauce. I know. So that show is at the Funhouse Lounge in Southeast Portland. It is on Thursday, May eighteenth, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, relatively inexpensive. And we are going to be performing along with Look Inside This Book Club, my other podcast, mm-hmm. co-hosted with Becky Selengut, two-time spilled milk guest. Uh, you can get tickets right now by going to bit.ly/slash/milkpdx. Uh, that's M-I-L-K-P-D-X. And uh, do it now because tickets are going fast. We'll see you out there. All right. So let's get in on this brown rice. Woo! 
wagon. So I feel like, okay, so uh, there was a period of time in my life when I pretty much only cooked brown rice. No other foods. No other foods. No. So, okay. Growing up, I don't really remember what kind of rice we had. I do remember once that my mom went to visit her sister in California and Trader Joe's had just started in California. And of course we didn't have Trader Joe's in Oklahoma. And my mom came back with a bag of something called California wild rice trilogy. Oh wow. That sounds good. From Trader Joe's. And, and that I hated it by the way, (laughs) I hated it, but that's the only rice I really remember from my childhood. I'm pretty sure there was also like uncle Ben's. Have you ever had a wild rice trilogy? (laughs) Anyway. Um, but then at some point, you know, I, I, I am one of those people who came of age in the like low fat era. And I do remember like around the time that I was in high school, college, just out of college, early twenties, brown rice. I, I thought, why would I ever cook white rice again? Brown rice is healthier and I should only cook brown rice. So I would buy like brown basmati rice, brown sushi rice. Whenever I would go to like buy sushi at a grocery store, oh. I would buy the brown rice sushi. And how did how did you how do you feel about that now thinking back on it? So the same way that there has been sort of a a movement in recent years to embrace like flowers made from different grains because of their flavor, not mm-hmm. for their health reasons. I kind of feel like I've gotten away in general from eating food because it's supposed to be good for me. And I want to eat things because I want the way they taste. And so I don't buy brown rice that much because it just tastes so healthy. Yeah. When you said fla- flavored flowers, flowers with flavors. Yeah what, is, yeah. what did you say? I think friend of the show, Alice Medrick, has a book called Flavor Flowers. She does. And it is supposed to be incredible. I don't have it yet. So I kind of the same way, except for the part where I ate brown rice during the 80s, 90s. When was this? 80s or 90s? This Both? would have been the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say up through the mid 2000s. So I have only come to appreciate it within the last few years. Oh my gosh, so we've like been in reverse. We have been in reverse. You are you are my precise opposite. That it's it's true in so many ways. Yes. Um I, I go in, you go out. <laughs> you like <laughs> genital wise? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I can't argue with that. Uh so um I don't, you see, you just you did it to me again. <laughs> now you're blushing. Now you can't even talk to me because I happen to mention that I have female genitalia. It's like you didn't I know this so before. so predictable. God, okay. okay. It's talk one about thing to know it in principle. <laughs> but for me to actually admit it. For you to actually whip Woo! out that fact. I didn't whip it out, though. I just whipped out the fact. <laughs> whip out the fact. Go on. So I think I... Uh, Generally, when I eat brown rice these days, I will do it at uh, at my local Korean fast food place, Oma Bop, where they have three different choices of rice for their bibimbap. You can get white rice, brown rice, or multigrain rice, and they're all good. Really? But, doesn't the brown rice and the multigrain rice, doesn't it just make you feel like, wow, this is really healthy? No. Do you I mean, find that the flavor takes over the other flavors? No, because I think bibimbap is so such a full flavored dish that it can stand up to the brown rice without being subsumed in that way. Wow. Okay. That's what I think. Huh. Well, that I really like hearing this because I think that there's a part of me that really kind of swung away from brown rice. At a certain point, it felt 
emblematic of like a um, like a preoccupation with health. I think for me, I, I understand what you're saying, and and definitely like the the low fat era that you described. Like aside from eras that had like a mass extinction event or a world war, that's <laughs> it, it that was, was a pretty low low point a, era it was wise. A very low point era wise. I think brown rice is often undercooked. You think so? I do. Because I think when you when you get it and you like one of the things that makes the seem like the flavor takes over everything, I think, is when you like chew it and you like have finished chewing up all the other stuff that was on top of it. And all you've got left is like these husks that you're chewing. I know it's not literally husks, but I don't I, I mean, like I have definitely had undercooked rice where the center is kind of still a little hard and, and chewy. And I don't think that's been the issue for me with brown rice. Okay. Anyway, I, I have been sort of opting for white rice over brown rice for well, a while, but I, I think that I don't know. Maybe I overcorrected a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to you have to consider the context. You have to you have to read the context clues. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> when did people start saying context clues? That was not a thing anyone said. Was it a part when, of Blues Clues? I I have seen Blues Clues. I know like there was there was a time when like every everyone had a crush on Steve from Blues Clues. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, he was. I never. Well, I mean, he, he was like a like a, in like a cute harmless guy kind of way. Mm-hmm. And speaking as a cute harmless guy, like I that made me very happy. Yeah, I can see why. Um, but uh, what happened on Blues Clues? Have you I seen it? I don't know. I've never seen it. What uh, What kid shows are you stuck watching since Ugh. you have a toddler? Uh, June has been into Daniel Tiger since she turned two and started regularly watching shows. Uh, Daniel Tiger has been a big one. What uh, kind of life lessons does Daniel Tiger teach? Shall I sing? Oh, yes, please. If you have to go potty, stop and go right away. That's a good Flush lesson. Flush and wash and be on your way. And then there's also, this one is really kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> Grown-ups come back. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. <does> that <laughs> I think I'm going to cry. Ah! So, oh, wait, I've got more. During the, I have a question, and then I do want to hear more. During the potty <laughs> scene, is there like a scene of a tiger pooping? <laughs> Okay. He uses the toilet. But the, we don't see it. Wait, you say he uses the toilet as like, and, and that's well, he also instead walks on of two pooping? feet. Okay. Yeah. No, we wouldn't just see. I don't know. No, I we don't, don't mean like in a, in like a does a bear shit in the woods sense. Is that a thing that happens on the show? Sing more songs. <laughs> okay. Great. When you're feeling frustrated, take a step. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Take a step back and ask for help. You mean like sexually frustrated? <laughs> Hold on, I've got another one. Okay, yeah. Clean up, pick up, put away. Clean up every day. How is that lesson sinking in? <laughs> Do you, If I played that song for my kid, would she ever pick anything up? I'm going to try it. Yeah, I've try tried it. everything else. I know so many more Daniel Tiger songs, but I'm going to stop there. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I I could kind of get into this. Um, now I know um, we're gonna we might get back to talking about brown rice, or we might not. But I have another question about a kid show. Yeah. Um, I know I know your child is a fan of Peppa Pig. Oh yeah. Um, we're going on holiday. <laughs> it's a it's a show about a very proper pig, I guess. Uh, I think I saw like a few minutes of it recently. I noticed, Daddy, Daddy Pig. <laughs> <laughs> this, this 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 sounds like uh, hello, Susie Sheep. <laughs> this, is, this is sounding like some sort Ma- of Madame Gazette. 
well, may I use the loo? <laughs> is that that is an actual line for Peppa Pig, Madame Gazelle? May I use the loo? No, but the Madame Gazelle part is. Yeah. Um, do they have songs on that show? Yeah, I think they do have songs they sing, but it's not nearly as catchy or like life lessony. That my question is, I'm well, jumping I, in muddy puddles. <laughs> God, kids love puddles so much. Um, I, I was I was having this conversation uh, while you pull yourself together. Um, I was having this conversation recently with with a uh, mother of, of like a two year old, um, and and saying like puddles are something that every kid loves and no adult, that right? Is correct. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace makes it so easy to make a beautiful website. I don't. We've done so many Squarespace ads. I don't know how to further emphasize for you listeners who don't get it yet that Squarespace makes a beautiful website just magically appear on your computer, pretty much. Well, I mean, uh, you you still have to. Am I overselling it? You you have to sort of pour yourself into it, but there is no easier way to take what's in your mind and in your heart and turn it into a beautiful website that looks great on your smartphone, mm-hmm. on your tablet, on your computer, on your big screen computer. <laughs> you just you add and arrange content and features with the click of a mouse, and there's nothing to like install, patch, upgrade nope, ever. That's never like magical. No, my Squarespace website. It's out there in the world. It's doing its magic. I don't have to do anything. Uh, I have like an event page on my on my Squarespace site that uh, when I have an upcoming event, like uh, like I'm going to appear in public and what one of my rare public appearances. Yes, um, I can just it, it takes like half a minute to go and update the event calendar. So awesome! And if you do run into a problem, they've got a twenty four seven like support team. In place. It's yeah. like your own IT department. I'm so eloquent. It's not It's not even like a support team. It is literally a support team. This is amazing. Um, they, they support me in everything. I, they, <laughs> no one has ever been more supportive to me than Squarespace's <laughs> IT department. So if you'd like to get involved with Squarespace, get, <laughs> some, get some support, yeah, you go to squarespace.com today and you enter the offer code SPILLED to get 10% off your first purchase. That's SPILLED, S-P-I-L-L-E-D. I think that we should get back to like... Talking about the topic of the show? No. <laughs> okay. No, wait, wait. So, I wait, never wait, got to wait. my question about okay, Peppa Pig. Fine. <laughs> um, I, I noticed when I was downtown the other day that they are doing Peppa Pig Live at the Paramount Theater. Are you taking June to Peppa Pig Live? And what do you think happens there? I didn't know about this. Oh, it's ne- I think it's next month. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Oh, thanks for the tip. Okay. Well, if you do take her, be sure and tell her that I told you about it okay okay great all right so um oh one other thing that i do remember doing with brown rice and i think this was like so i i definitely am i'm a pro cottage cheese kind of person i am anti i think cottage cheese is kind of uh, like really weird but so tasty this is just another way in which we are opposites okay anyway um i remember once I was hungry and I had some leftover brown rice in the fridge. This would have been like in college or something. And I had some some cottage cheese and I warmed up the brown rice and I put a spoonful of cottage cheese on it and I started in and the cottage cheese got this like wonderful like and this was like full fat cottage cheese. It got this wonderful like rich 
cheesy flavor. It was delicious. I cannot believe how good this was. What made you think this was I going to be a good idea? I don't know. I think I was, I, I just thought it seemed healthy. God, isn't that sad? And, but, However, but it turned it out to be tasty. Delicious. Okay. It was actually delicious. I don't like cottage cheese, so I'm not going to try this, but I'm sure, I'm sure we have listeners who do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're going to, it's so delicious. There's a, there's a dish at uh, served at Lark, local Seattle restaurant, Lark, seasonal, local. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep going. <laughs> that's um, Faro, uh, the like uh, Italian wheat berry-ish mm-hmm. thing, um, ser- served with uh, creme fraiche. Um, like kind of stirred in so it gets creamy. Oh, I think I've had it. Maybe. It's yeah, it's good and and it's not that different an experience from brown rice in, yeah. in the sense that it's a rice-ish shaped whole grain. Right. And so I think that I I'm imagining that this is sort of an upscale echo of your. Why does faro sound just like exotic and delicious? Because it's an Italian word. Oh, you're right. right. So like, if we called brown rice like riso. riso Bruno or something? Riso Bruno, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We called it The Return of Bruno. Riso Bruno. Bruce Willis's album. (laughs) Okay. Do you remember that Bruce Willis album where he sang songs? (laughs) No. (laughs) This was a thing that happened. Okay. Well, so let's talk about... During the low-fat era. So do you ever cook brown rice now? Um, Well, I did today. Yeah, and what? How did you choose the brown rice that you cooked for us? So I went to Wajamaya, a Japanese supermarket in Seattle, and uh, they had a lot of brown rices to choose from. Most of which were in five pound bags, which I knew would take me a long time to get through. Mm-hmm. So I got one that was available in a smaller bag, and it's sprouted brown rice, which is a does thing. it look any different? It doesn't, and it doesn't really taste different either. Is it supposed to be more nutritious. I think it's supposed something? to be more, more nutritious, like the sprouting unlocks, like some special fatty acids and omega-3s and stuff. Does that just mean that it was, like, soaked? Yeah. Okay. It, uh, I, I think it, it is supposedly cooks a little faster and cooks up a little softer than non-sprouted brown rice. Hmm. It didn't I seem, can't say yeah. I noticed a difference. Um, but I thought it was really tasty. I, I think I gravitate towards short-grain brown rice. There's a few different kinds of brown rice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, have, I, I used to buy brown basmati rice mm-hmm. a decent amount, and I think I mentioned brown sushi rice. Brown basmati is, I don't know, I, I think it's really lovely because it's got that aroma that you get with, with basmati rice and also the nuttiness of brown rice. Yeah. Hey, what is brown rice anyway? Okay, so brown. I, I know this one. Uh, brown rice is rice that has the husk removed but not the bran or the germ. Okay. So the bran and uh, the germ is a little bit at the tip and then the bran is the, is the inner coating okay. inside the husk but outside the other stuff <laughs> cool the white stuff <laughs> so so if i were to buy brown basmati rice i'm basically buying basmati rice that still has like the husk and some other part on it the not brand. the husk the husk oh. is inedible okay sorry that still has the brand the brand and the germ and the germ endosperm is that the other part i think I it's endosperm. Like it maybe endosperm God, I love. Wow, yeah, I just love these words. You, you, brand you germ, love the way, the endosperm. Way I... Brand germ, endosperm. Uh 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 uh. Copyright Daniel Tiger. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, okay. What about? So you wrote down on the on our list here, Haiga. Yeah, which is uh, it's. I feel like it's been sort of an up and coming rice for a few years. I've, I've seen it on menus. I think they serve it at Lionhead. 
uh, Jerry Traunfeld's uh, rest, Chinese restaurant in Seattle. Is uh, it like indigenous to a certain? No. Uh, what... Is that the right word? Indigenous to a certain cuisine or culture? I'll, I'll accept it. Great. Thank you. Uh, Haiga rice is uh, rice that has had the husk and the bran removed, but not the germ. So it has like a little nublet of whole grain stuff at the end of the kernel, but otherwise cooks kind of like white rice. Does it look like white rice with just a little fleck of darker yes, stuff at one end? Um, I think of it as kind of like one of these one of these ways to like eat something and think you're convince yourself you're being healthy, like uh, mm. like a white whole wheat flour. Yes. Yeah. That's the other thing that came to mind. And it's good. It's uh, I don't know that I, I can really say like when I would choose it over brown rice or white rice. Yeah. OK. Huh. That's really interesting. Wow. OK. And I didn't get some today because the minimum amount I could get was <laughs> five pounds. So when you go to have bibimbap and you choose brown rice, are you choosing it because you want the, the flavor of it yeah. in that particular case? Are there other situations where you choose brown rice? I will sometimes choose brown rice for making fried rice. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's anyone else in my family's favorite, but uh, when uh, brown rice, uh, the, the kernels separate a lot more easily in general, I think, than white rice. Mm. Um, and that makes it good for uh, for fried rice. And since you're going to be kicking it up with all sorts of other flavors, yeah. like Emerald does, does yeah, Emerald yeah. say kick it up? He kicks it up a notch, actually. Yeah, right, right. Mm -hmm. You'll be kicking it up a notch or three. Yeah. Uh, it uh, again, it's like it's you know it can it can stand up to that, and you you, know, you can get a little char on it from the wok. Ooh, a little char on it from the wok, and the the breath of the wok. Yes, it it, it brings it to life. What is that accent? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Let's not find. Let's out. not talk about it. Okay, so one more quick question. So when you're cooking brown rice, like I remember people. Sorry, I just. Dinged my, my water oh, dinner bottle. Time? <laughs> I, are you, wait, are you about to rise to your feet and I, make a toast? I remember there being sort of like this, I think, apocryphal idea that brown rice takes forever to cook. Um, it, is this is this true? It takes much longer. Really? I mean, it takes like twice as long. So do you have to use like twice? So if you're cooking a cup of brown rice. Uh-huh. And it takes more water. It so, takes more water. And do you just follow whatever's on the bag in like um, quantity of water wise? In this case, I Googled it and and found that for short grain brown rice, uh, like 1.5 to 1 works pretty well in, okay. in a rice cooker. If you're doing it in a pot, you need more water because it's not as airtight. Okay. Whereas like if I'm doing Calrose rice in a rice cooker i do one to one and a third mm -hmm. okay my rice cooker has a brown rice setting but it said not to use it for sprouted rice and it came out fine i did not use the brown rice setting so interesting have you ever dinged a glass like you just did and and given a toast or a speech and like got people's attention by dinging a glass i don't think so though i've attended a number of weddings where people have done that every time like i've never done it and i feel like I, I can't explain why this is exactly, but I, I have like an instinctive feeling like whenever anyone does that, well, that person's a jackass. It does you, seem like, Ahem, look at me. Oh, oh, look but, at me. Yeah, even though I know that's what they're but supposed what they're to be supposed doing. To do. It's like a gentle way to get people's attention. And then, you know, someone has to give the toast at this at this wedding or whatever. But I don't know, maybe maybe they could like play an air horn sound on their phone or, or something. Wow, that would be so much more uh, subtle. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, subtlety is what is is what I was raised with and what I'm all about today. Am I touching your knee with my knee? Oh, yeah, I thought that was your dog. <laughs> no, that's my knee. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> 
Hey, so I don't think I have anything else to contribute about brown rice. But um, that, I would like to. I think I'm going to eat some more. I brown think I am rice, too because I'm hungry, and I think I'm going to put some soy sauce on it. Oh, that sounds good. Maybe, unless you have any other ideas. What else, What do you like to put on top of brown rice? Well, today we had it with some some leftover carnitas from last night's tacos, That's which was cool. great. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't think I don't think there's necessarily like a big divide between things you would put on brown rice versus white rice, except that like if it's something really subtle, I think white rice is going to bring that out more and not overpower it. My college, uh, my senior year of college, uh, my my best friend Keaton was my roommate and we lived in like uh, an apartment on campus and her sort of like go to comfort meal was a bowl of white rice um, and she would crumble up nori on it yeah, and uh, slice some avocado onto it and I think a little bit of soy sauce and that was like her comfort food. Was this in and California? This was in California. <laughs> Doesn't this sound so com- California comfort comfort food? Yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of thinking that I, I, I think that if you're going to do it, you should maybe try it with brown rice because I think while the sweetness of the white rice would be really nice with this, the nori and the avocado, I think brown rice could be really good there. I think it could too. So if you have any thoughts for us on brown rice, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you want to get our attention there, just ding a glass. <laughs> uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com uh, where we'll post. I, like a picture of some brown rice that I made. Yeah, cool. Um, I'll post a picture of this bag. I think the stuff is quite good that I bought. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's short grain Japanese style brown uh, sprouted brown rice. I recommend it. And again, um, we have a live show coming up in Portland on May 18th, and you can buy tickets at bit.ly slash milkpdx. Yeah, yeah. We are going to milk Portland for all of the comedy that Portlandia didn't get to first. <laughs> Um, You can leave us a review on iTunes. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. You know, if if you're feeling really antsy waiting for the next episode. Which I am. Just remember, when you wait, you can play, sing, or imagine anything. Or you can just, like, ask your (laughs) parent for their phone, right? (laughs) I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. It smells good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grate some cheese on this. What if the Def Leppard song were not pour some sugar on me, but grate some cheese on me? Grate some cheese on me. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 